Hey guys, what's up? It's Brian. Uh, welcome to episode 51 of Millennialistic. Hey, before we get into it, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, rate, review us, share us with your friends on Apple Music and Spotify and all that. Uh, this is a really fun episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. And yeah, we'll talk to you guys soon. Love you. What is up, Millennials? How are we? Welcome to episode 51 of Millennialistic. I am your fearless captain, as always, Brian, alongside uh, nobody today, I guess, actually. Uh, Xavier's out uh, today. He will be back later this week, so we should have some episodes coming to you live next week. Um, Sorry again, it's been kind of a weird couple weeks. I think we're actually getting this out decently in time. You guys haven't had to wait four months like you've had to. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to check in on you guys, see how you guys are doing, make sure everybody's staying busy out there. Summertime around here is about to, about to leave us. You can kind of feel that fall is in the air. Football's slowly coming back. Um, so that's so exciting. If you know me or if you've listened to this podcast for more than four seconds, you know that I'm a football junkie and I'll consume it 24 seven. If you let me, um, football and star Wars, I've kind of, (laughs) I've kind of learned that, uh, as far as like, what do I spend my most time doing throughout the day, and and what do I think about a lot? It's not very deep, but football and Star Wars seem to be kind of at the top of the, that list. Which I don't know, it's probably bad, but whatever. I should probably focus on bigger things, but whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, do you guys get Madden Twenty Two yet? Anybody out there get Madden Twenty Two? I picked it up last week. Um, I like it thus far. It's uh, you know, men's men's kind of hit its stride here where. Uh, I don't know, for those of you that aren't Madden players, which is probably everybody that listens to this podcast, but um, Madden went through a weird phase where it tried to change a bunch of shit like every single year, and it's really not that crazy. Oh, shit, right? Like, it's a football game. Like, all you, you just play football. Um, but they tried to do a bunch of crazy shit, but it, it seems like they've kind of found their stride. There's still minor adjustments. Uh, it took some while to get used to. But I think overall I really enjoy it, so... Uh, I guess that's our sponsor for this podcast. Go out and uh, buy Madden 22 in your local GameStop uh, currently now. Go go buy it for PlayStation or Xbox. Uh, <laughs> so that's pretty much all I've been doing all weekend. Um, that and, and gearing up for Bonnaroo, man. I got uh, Bonnaroo Music and Arts Fest coming up that a lot of me and my friends go out to. You know, you guys have heard us talk about that 14 million times on this podcast. And... Um, it's been weird, man. It's been, and uh, hopefully we might do another review episode too when I get some more guests in town here uh, next week. So we might might do that. So I won't talk on it too much, but I was thinking about it, man. It's been weird. This will be my seventh Bonnaroo. Uh, yeah, this will be my seventh Bonnaroo. Um, but with last year getting canceled, it kind of hit me that it's been over two years since I've been out there. So I'm really worried. Um, for anybody that's ever done a camping festival, especially anywhere like near the south in the summertime, um, it's just hot as shit, man. Like, I mean, imagine just going camping, right, in the summertime. So it's already hot. And, uh, dude, every year it becomes more and more of a struggle. So I'm worried that your boys aren't going to be able to hang out there uh, like I used to. So if you are going to Bonnaroo and you see me out there, bring me some water. I'm going to need it. 
<laughs> my fat ass. But uh, typically, dude, um, so Bonner is usually held like that first week of June, which at that point, if you live in Middle Tennessee, I don't know if that's our hottest part of the year down here, but it's definitely the time of year where it like, yeah, it's starting to get hot. It's starting to get hot. And uh, if you're out there during broad daylight, I mean, it's really rough. So uh, if you're not sticking to shade or wearing plenty of sunscreen, you will get fucked probably day one. Um, So learn from me, right? But this year they're doing it in September, which still, I mean, it's weird. In September, you don't really typically think of being like a hot month. But again, like here in Middle Tennessee, that's like peak of summer down here. I mean, it's... Definitely, it started to break a little bit, but it's we've definitely had our hottest last couple of weeks here, just these last couple of weeks. But we've gotten some rain clouds coming in. It looks like we're going to have some cloud coverage, so hopefully the weather uh, kind of hangs out. Who uh, Who's headlining? Who Who are we seeing? Uh, first and foremost, the Foo Fighters, um, who I'm really stoked to see. I was never a big Foo Fighters fan growing up, but um, they've just got so many hits, dude. I mean, and I love Dave Grohl as a musician as i've gotten older and looked into more of his stuff um you know solo stuff is you know obviously diving you know nirvana was a little bit before my time so diving deep into their disguise really even foo fighters was a little bit before my time um but man those are just like the jams that you grew up listening to like on the radio um again if you know me at all you know i'm stoked to see fucking megan the stallion uh, let's see. I'm looking at my lineup here. Jack Harlow is one I'm definitely going to hit for sure. Uh, Glass Animals is one that a lot of people are pretty stoked. I'm not like a huge Glass Animals fan. But here's the thing about a lot of those alternative rock bands is that, and this is the case with Glass Animals because I've seen them live of like, I, I don't know if I've ever sat down and listened to a Glass Animals album like all the way through. But man, if you get a chance to see them live, like definitely go go do that. My, uh, my cousin's getting married out in Colorado next June, and they're playing out at Red Rocks like the week prior. So I might make a point to make it out there. But, yeah, I am so excited. My big, my biggest uh, schedule conflict of the, the week is going to be, so Nelly's doing his 20th anniversary of Country Grammar, which is like one of my favorite hip-hop albums of all time. He's playing at the exact same time as Primus, who I've, Again, it's probably one of those like a little bit before my time, but I've recently really gotten into. And Les Claypool is just a weird dude, so I wanted to see him. Uh, but they, and then they all kind of they both overlap with Run the Jewels. Uh, and if Xavier was here, he'd probably slap me. But I know he's seen him like seven times already. But uh, you know, here's kind of my thought. So if Nelly and Run the Jewels are playing at the same time, you know, the last time Nelly was on tour was you know, probably over a decade ago. And I don't know when my next chance to see him is going to be. So that's kind of my plan is, you know, I, I'm confident that Run the Jewels is probably going to do another album, maybe two. So I'll get a chance to see them uh, on tour here later this year. Uh, I will not be going to see Young Thug probably. I'm, I'm skipping that to go see Big Wild more than likely, which again is probably kind of weird. But man, a lot of those hip hop shows, especially out of Bonnery, like when they get the sound all goofy and everything, like, I don't know. It just it doesn't void well very well for the artist, and a lot of times some of those rappers end up looking really trash. I saw Future out there a few years ago, and that shit sucked because <laughs> she couldn't figure out a sound. Um, all right, so that's my Friday, Saturday at Bonner looking like G Easy, um, who again I'm not like a huge fan of. I'm not a big fan of most <laughs> white rappers to be honest with you, minus 
maybe Eminem, but uh, I don't know. Just white rappers kind of annoy me. Maybe it's because I'm jealous of them because that's what I always wanted to do with my life, and now they're living out my dream in front of me. Um, I don't know. Tame Impala, again, is kind of one that I'm not, like, crazy about, but I got a bunch of friends that are really into him, so we'll check it out. Uh, I'm, I'm conflicted between Incubus, who, again, a little bit before my time, but definitely had some jams, like, as I was growing up. See, I was, you guys got to remember, I was the youngest of four kids. I'm seven and a half years younger than my oldest brother. So a lot of the music I grew up listening to was a little bit before my time because – that's just whatever my brother was listening to. And obviously I had no say in, you know, what gets played on the radio in his truck. So, um, a lot of these, you know, incubus and food fighters and all that. I mean, he wasn't even big on, but definitely it was more his kind of era than mine. Um, so I got to pick up on it, which was cool. Uh, then Lizzo, Lizzo. I'm not, I'm not like overly stoked to see Lizzo, but I'll swing by. I bet she puts on a good live show. And then My Morning Jacket plays during Mark. They're playing a three-hour set, which is kind of wild to me. But they're playing during Mark Rubier and Kevin Gates, which I'm going to try to make Kevin Gates if I'm still awake. But he plays from 2.30 to 3.30 in the morning, so there's a good chance that your boy's going to be sleeping at that point. Uh, then Sunday, we got Oliver Tree, Young the Giant, uh, Rufus Soul, which again, if you know me at all, you know I'm fucking stoked for that Rufus show. Um, Tyler the Creator, and then Dead Mouse is going to close it out. Now, here's my question. Dead Mouse is scheduled to play from 9.30 to 11.30 on Sunday. How late do we think he actually plays? Because <laughs> I think with a guy like Dead Mouse at a place like Bonner, you, you run the risk of him just deciding he wants to play till 4.30 in the morning. And I'm wondering how many locals are going to get fucking pissed if that's the case um i think it'd be fucking hilarious but you know what do i know um so that's my honor again uh look for another review here um i got a lot of friends coming into town here very soon to um crash with us before we go in so they'll be sharing their thoughts and feelings and who they're excited to go see um but if you've never gotten a chance to go to a festival before i mean i highly 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 recommend bonnaroo um it obviously is one of the largest like uh music festivals in the world but i don't know i mean i've just i've done camping i've done camping festivals and i've done city festivals and camping festivals are definitely way more fun than city festivals um sorry i'm trying to get my fucking headphones figured out over here so i can make sure that this sounds all right for you guys um but what I've learned with like city festivals are nice because that's kind of like going out and partying with like, I don't know. It kind of is exactly what it sounds like, but it's kind of like going out and partying with your friends and then like just going to a concert and then, you know, you just go back to like, an, you know, cause usually when you see a concert, you're going to see two or three bands at least anyways. Um, so it's kind of like that. And then you just go like, go back to the Airbnb, which obviously is nice. You know, you can, get uber eats or i don't know i guess cook your own food if that's your thing and shower and shit in a toilet versus a porta potty or whatever um so there's definitely something to be said about a camping festival if you've never been to a festival before i'm sorry a city festival if you've never been to a festival before a city festival if you get an opportunity to go to a city fest first even if it's something small and local um might be worth checking out camping festivals um there's just a little bit more to it. I think 
when I first started going, and I think a lot of people share this same kind of feeling of like, to me, my first couple of years, it was so fucking hot, dude. Like 2014 was my first year. 2014 and 2015 were both so brutally hot that it like almost had this, like this hint of Burning Man to it. And I know that's probably a little bit extreme. I'm not comparing Bonnaroo to Burning Man at all. But what I am saying is like, there was a time that if you like weren't drinking enough water throughout the day, you could very easily dehydrate and like pass out and have some serious issues. Now, of course that could still happen today, but it just, it is not nearly as hot as it was. And really what I tell people is it's not, it's, it's just as hot as it was during the day as it was in, but it's at nighttime, right? And like 14 and 15, it would be 10 o'clock at night and it would still be fucking 89 degrees outside. And that's just brutal when you feel like you can't get out of the heat all, you know, at least this time of year, it's, uh, it's cooling down a little bit in the evening time. So you can kind of chill off and, um, get some good sleep in, which what of course I'm hoping for. <laughs> I probably sleep more than anybody else at Bonner and I don't mind. Cause I'm a sleep maniac. Uh, I would do it way more if I could. Um, but yeah, man. So that's what's going on. Uh, what else is new? Oh, my Titans. My Titans have taken the field. Beat up on the Bucks today. So um, again, for any local Titans fans, um, you know, two and zero in the preseason. I think they look really solid. I really haven't been playing that close of attention. Um, if you know the NFL, if you follow the NFL, you know that the preseason is kind of hard to get a grasp on you're playing a lot of your backups a lot of your second third even fourth string guys and a lot of your starters especially this year are riding the bench there they know what they're doing they know their offense and defense they don't really need to go out and run it but i say all that to say you know titans look good so far and um for real man i think the odds are highly unlikely that they're going to go win a super bowl but i think for you crazy titan fans out there that are as I don't know, maybe delusional as me. Shit, man, I think this is our best chance of winning a Super Bowl that we've had since the McNair. Era. That's for at least since I moved down here in 2015 and started following the Titans. This is definitely the best shot they've had in what six, seven years. Then, um, you know, just with with Julio and the defense totally restructured. I think we got a high powered offense and a defense that definitely going to outperform last year's. It's not. Uh, not too hard to outdo what we did last year. So, um, I don't know, dude. That's that's who I'm putting my fucking money on. 100 bucks. Titans win? No, I'm just kidding. But uh, honestly, though, if I ever was to do that, this would probably be, like I said, this would probably be the year to do it. I bet the odds are still crazy. But, you know, again, I go back to, like, nobody predicted the Bucks were going to win the Super Bowl last year. Even once they got Tom Brady, people were still like, eh, he's over the hill. The Bucks aren't that good. Blah, blah, blah. Well, turns out that's, that was the only piece they were missing. So, uh, and they're they're highly favored to win this year because they're returning pretty much their same team. It's just the uh, fact of the matter is that to win back-to-back Super Bowls in the NFL is very, 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 very hard. So I would be shocked if they could pull it off because it's highly unlikely. But, uh, yeah, dude, that's pretty much what's going on. Uh, what else is new in the world? Oh, I just got back from my, my homeboy Sam Brazell's uh, bachelor party. That was really fun. Shout out to Sam. Uh, if you guys remember that episode, he was on here a little bit ago. It was super fun. We went down to Orange Beach, Alabama. It was my first time ever going down there. And uh, it's pretty chill, dude. I think you guys heard me talk about my vacation to Hilton Head, uh, South Carolina, a little bit, like a couple months ago. And uh, honestly, man, Orange Beach, uh, Orange Beach and Hilton had kind of gave me a similar vibe. Orange Beach maybe had more of a 
a little bit more of like a spring breaky vibe, but they both kind of seem. Hilton Head, I don't think, was ever really a spring break town. In fact, I think it was kind of the opposite. I think it was like a bunch of old retired people that kind of stereotypically have gone there. And now it's beginning to get a lot more younger families. Orange Beach, I feel like, is in the opposite end of that spectrum where they're like trying to transition out of being a spring break town um, to where, like, again, it's just like a lot less college kids getting drunk on the beach and like a lot more people with their like kids and shit out. Uh, but dude, it was fun. We went uh, went deep sea fishing, which I've done a handful of times, but that's always a good time. Um, caught a lot of fucking fish, and I was talking to my buddy uh, the other day about this. About like I'm not a fisherman, and I you'll never unless you invite me, you know, to go out fishing with you, which I'll probably still say no. Like you're never gonna ask me what I'm doing this weekend and hear me saying that I'm like going fishing by myself or whatever. I'm just not that. I don't know, I'm not that kind of guy. But deep sea fishing is the fucking tits, man. I mean, if you can get out on a boat for, you know, four, eight, hell, even 12 hours. We did a four-hour charter, but, uh, you know, just drink beer all day and then catch fish. And really, the nice thing about paying to go out on charters, they had to do all the fucking hard shit for you, dude. They pull the, you know, all you got to do is reel the fish and they fucking, you know, get them off the hook, bait your line, and then you're, you're fucking back out there. So, um deep sea fishing is that shit unfortunately Sam uh, our groom to be got a little bit too drunk I was probably didn't help with that a whole lot I was feeding him some rum shots the other night or the night prior and uh, did him in pretty good so I feel kind of bad about it but also not really at the same time which I probably should but I just don't sorry Sam uh, it's fun for the rest of us and fun to laugh at you i know you had kind of a miserable day and i and i do owe sam i will say i do owe sam a deep sea fishing trip um at some point we'll uh we'll have to go buddy and we'll make it up to you um but all in all dude we rented those uh those like slingshot things the uh like three wheel it's like not a convertible but it's not a motorcycle it's like somewhere in between um and those are fucking fun i realized i'd never driven a stick shift before um I never driven anything with a clutch really besides my motorcycle, so that took me a second to get the hang of. But uh once I did that, that was that was a shit ton of fun. And uh yeah, dude, like I said, Orange Beach is cool shit. In fact, uh like they were way more cool about taking alcohol out on the beach and stuff. Um, like pretty much nobody really gave a shit as long as you weren't being an idiot. Um Hilton Head was a little bit more strict on that, I will say. Like they, they had a pretty like you can have drinks down there, but if you did like Hilton Head's one of those like you're gonna want to put it in like a Tervis tumbler like some some sort of like non-alcoholic cup you know what I mean like some sort of camouflage. Uh, Orange Beach I don't think they give a fuck. <laughs> I think as long as you're not doing heroin on the beach you're fine. Um, man, cause yeah they let you take canes and all kinds of shit down there. I think I think most of the thing in Alabama is just no glass, but uh, other than that they pretty much just let you do whatever the fuck you want. Uh, we went to that Florida-Bama bar. It's like right on the Florida-Alabama border. Um, that place was cool as shit. They had a lot of live music going, a lot of drinks. It's um, it's definitely like pretty touristy, tourist trappy. Like uh, definitely just a lot of people from out of town that just get told to go there, so they go there. Um, but we checked out some local spots too. Uh, Big Mike Steakhouse, one of the best fucking steakhouses I've ever eaten at. Um, that was fucking dope. And yeah, dude, just got drunk on the beach and watched a lot of football and 
hung out with the boys and it was a good time man i would definitely do it again um and i'm excited for sam and jesse to get married here in just a few weeks uh what, oh uh, xavier and i man i wish xavier was here too we'll have to talk more about this thursday when we get back but uh we actually went and saw andrew santino last night with some friends do um his say he sold out seven shows at zany's here in nashville which uh is just crazy um and i'm sure he loves it um you know, I think he prefers to work comedy clubs versus like big arenas anyway, but I think he's to the point now. I mean, he's, you know, if you're selling out seven nights at a comedy club, you're going to have to at least start looking at some theaters or something next. So um, I'm really excited for Santino. I hope he gets a Netflix special. He had me fucking cracking up laughing. I mean, it was seriously one of the better standups I've seen, like at a comedy club type setting like that. You know, where it's not like a full polished hour like special. Um, I haven't I haven't seen someone that good in a minute. So that was awesome and I'm really excited for him. I'm not gonna tell you any of his jokes or his punchlines. I will tell you though to go subscribe to his podcast, Whiskey Ginger. Uh, it's a solo podcast where he has a bunch of guests on. And then he has another one, Bad Friends with uh, comedian Bobby Lee, which is actually um, you know, I put bad friends really up there on that list of things that inspired this show and things that, uh, you know, shows that really got me into podcasts. Like I started listening to them from their first episode and, um, man, it's just really cool. Cause I don't, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with this whole podcast thing. And I don't know where it's really going or where I really want to. I got some ideas. I actually have some really exciting things in the works here in the new, near future in the next couple of months. So I'm excited to roll that out to you guys. But, um, man, it's just really cool to watch like professionals that have a lot more experience and resources than we do. Like still watch them progress and still watch them get better. And honestly, kind of watch, like listen to them suck for a few episodes. Um, Cause you know, that was a big struggle for us when we started this. I have no, I have zero experience in fucking like communication at all. Like radio publication. I've never done anything like that before, which I guess a lot of people, don't. I, I didn't know shit about like audio hardware or anything. And, um, I know this podcast isn't where we want it to be either. Um, definitely not yet. But again, it's when I can look at people that are way, 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 way ahead of the curve. Not even in like a skill set, but you also think about like where C- Santino's at as like a following goes. I mean, fuck, the guy's a co-star on an FX show right now. Like, yeah, he's going to make some money and uh, have a pretty good followership. So I don't know, man. I, uh, I hope our podcast gets to that point. It's probably going to be a much slower, much longer journey. Um, but I hope we can make it there someday. And in the meantime, I said, uh, shout out to Andrew Santino, um, for just showing us that it's possible and that even, uh, you know, even when you are experienced and, you know, kind of know what the heck you're doing, you still have a lot of room to grow and can wear. It's very, it's like very humbling. I think for me, especially like to see, where those guys' flaws are, even like, you know, I've mentioned Chris D'Elia all the time on this podcast, and every time he starts a podcast, he's fucking something up, and it's just, I don't know, it's just funny to me that you would think that the, they would have that all figured out, but it's just like, it's just the human fucking element to this shit, so. But anyways, that's pretty much all I wanted to talk about today. I mainly just wanted to check in and see how you guys are doing, because I know you guys miss me. I know you guys really miss Xavier. 
know you really miss Xavier. And I promise he'll be back on, uh, like I said, hopefully later this week. And we'll get that up and going. Um, but if I do not talk to you guys before I get back from Bonnaroo, uh, stay safe. Oh, wait, fuck. Before I get into all that, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on Apple and Spotify. Go like us on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, and share our podcast with your friends, man. If you enjoy this, if you uh, if you have friends, oh, now my dogs are going crazy right before I wrap up. Perfect. Um, if you have friends that are looking into podcasting, but they're like, I don't know, we don't know what to blah blah, fucking share it with them, and tell them, hey, I got these two bozo friends that started their own podcast, and it starts sounds like shit too, but um, you know, hey, it's kind of cool, and I'll listen to it. So just share it with them, you know. Um, you never know what might happen. You, you, I say a lot of inspirational shit on these podcasts, so you never know when I'm going to say something that's really going to change somebody's life. Um, it's probably going to take 51 more episodes, but in the meantime, I appreciate you guys' patience with me and hanging out with me. But go like, download, share, subscribe, all of our shit. Thank you guys for hanging out with me. And uh, like I said, have a fun, safe Bonner if I don't talk to you beforehand. And... Um, yeah, peace and blessings. Love you guys. Dude, I think this is a big chest.